Welcome to Elevate, the podcast where we dissect exceptional achievers who are consistently raising the bar personally and professionally to produce extraordinary results in investment real estate and ultimately in their lives. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I'm extremely thankful to be with my friend, Todd Dexheimer. Todd, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Well, I had to I had to get you on the show. Um, it's been great to get to know you over the past, I guess it's been a few years now, which is crazy. Um, and uh, been a lot of fun to be on your show as well as come to your conference a few months ago. And uh, so looking forward to introducing you to Elevate Nation. And before I do that, I want to ask a question that I always ask is, are you ready to take it to another level? Because I know that I am, and I want to welcome Elevate Nation back and all of our new guests as well, um, because our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And this is a masterclass. Um, Todd Dexheimer is certainly a master in so many different ways, and, and particularly in real estate as well as personal development. So he's a perfect person to be on our show. And this is a masterclass for leaders and looking and those looking to achieve uncommon results and pur- purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. And so if you appreciate what we're doing, we would appreciate if you gave us a, you know, a rating, a review, and certainly subscribe to the show because we're bringing out some great content. We're bringing out some, some fantastic people. And with that said, I want to go ahead and start diving in here. And I want to introduce you to Todd Dexheimer, who is the CEO of Venture D Properties. Started, uh, he, he started investing in real estate in 2008. What a, what a great time to, to get started there, hopefully on the right side of 2008, <laughs> uh, mainly in single family homes and small multifamily. And since 2008, he has purchased and renovated roughly 800 units. Todd has completed over 150 flips, including a 20 unit mobile home park, a ski resort, and a 15 unit apartment complex while using those profits to build his rental portfolio. Currently, Todd owns approximately 35 million in real estate comprising of 550 units and 25,000 square feet of office and retail located in five states, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Kentucky, Ohio, and Tennessee. And his focus is on syndicating value add multifamily and emerging markets. And he's also the host of Pillars of Wealth Creation and does some coaching for multifamily investors. And he's also passionate about teaching others how to create a business and how to take control of their finances. He was a high school industrial tech teacher prior to investing. And so, you know, we could really go on and on and on. And really, the bio is extensive. And, you know, I'd love to know more about Todd behind the bio because, you know, we're all, it's like our business, man. Like, you know, there's so much, I'm not saying this about you, but there's so much ego in our business. And we always want to know, well, what's, what's the bio look like? So I'd love to know more about Todd Dexheimer behind the bio. Oh man, that's a, that's like a whole show in itself, a complicated, uh, yep. a very complicated show, but uh, real right. quick uh, about me, I, I'm just a, uh, just a regular, regular guy. I mean, I, I uh, started from being a high school shop teacher and uh, you, you know, just really haven't, you know, obviously I've done stuff in, in real estate, but uh, I'm the same person. So uh, I got, two amazing kids, uh, young kids. And then I've got a beautiful wife and, uh, we just, yeah, we just love, we love life. We love pushing the boundaries. We love, uh, exploring and, 
and just trying new things. And, and that's what it's all about. I love the pushing the boundaries. Um, you know, it seems like that's somewhat of your identity. You're always pushing the boundaries to some new level. Um, and I'd love to know, you know, on that thought, you know, was there, was there a moment in your life or was it a series of events that really got you to the point where you, you said, I'm not going to accept this common life. I'm not going to live mediocre life. And you said, look, I'm going to push the boundaries in every direction. Or was that, you know, was it one event or how did that happen for you? Yeah. I don't know if it's really been one event and not saying I, I don't get comfortable and complacent at, at times, but when I do, I try to like, kick myself in the butt and say, yeah. hey, what, what are you doing? You know, you like, if you're not, if you're not challenging yourself, if you're not pushing the boundaries a little bit, if you're not getting outside your comfort zone, um, you, you, you get lazy, complacent. And to me, it's just not fun. Like yeah. life should be fun and we should try to push ourselves a little bit. And, you know, I, I wouldn't consider myself some like wild child and like I don't you know go to crazy things but I want to feel a little uncomfortable at times and I want my kids to feel uncomfortable and I, I just I want to push the limits a little bit and you know enjoy and have fun mm -hmm. and so I don't think it's ever it was ever like one little thing it's just always been to that point where I want to do things mm -hmm. I mean most people are seeking comfort in their life you know they're seeking well what is it that I can do to make my life easier and so I, I'd really like to just kind of drill into that just a little bit just with you personally. It's like, I mean, granted, yes, you're not, you're not doing, you know, Elon Musk type of thing. So no one's, no one's saying that in any way, but you're definitely doing some uncommon stuff. I mean, you're doing, you got deals in five different States and it's not just real estate deals that you're doing. You're also coaching people and you know, you've had a ton of success and you came from being a, a school teacher, you know, and, you know, most people who become a school teacher say, well, you know, they may not make all the money in the world, but they also have perhaps some security. They have some, uh, you know, they got a pension maybe down the line if, if everything doesn't collapse uh, in, in those different ways. But, um, you know, most people just seek comfort. So what, what drives you to seek a little bit of discomfort? And maybe even, I think you're, you're downplaying a little bit. You, I mean, you're seeking more than just a little bit of discomfort. So what is that that drives you in that? You know, it, wouldn't life be boring if you're just comfortable all the time? I don't know. It just seems boring to me. Yeah. I, I, I want to have excitement and fun. And, but the other thing is, too, is like, you know, I feel like I was given gifts and talents. And I think everybody is uh, given gifts and talents. And, and so I was blessed with that. And so why not? Um, why not make a difference? Why not serve? Why not give back? If I'm comfortable, if I'm complacent, well, I'm just being lazy and I'm being yeah. selfish in my opinion. So I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be lazy. I want to get out there and do things and I want to get out there and make a difference in the world and do what I can to make my own impact on the world. And so that's, uh, that's really been my mindset behind it and why I don't want to be comfortable. I just don't want to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Being comfortable is, is just boring. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's straightforward and, and it's true. Um, Cause I think that's actually one of the things you don't realize before you kind of seek that discomfort and, and, and seek it out is that the process is actually the most satisfying process, you know, the, right. the whole part of it and you, what you become through facing that fear and that discomfort and the uncertainty is really sort of the greatest blessing that you would have ever imagined. And so I love that you're doing that and you're also pushing your family to do the same thing. Um, but I want to, 
fast forward just a little bit and just kind of slightly switch gears um, to, you know, to, to like what you're doing now, obviously as being a syndicator, an active investor, a coach, you know, a, a conference host, a, you know, a connector. I mean, what are you doing uh, currently uh, to really raise your own bar and kind of elevate your, your results in your business? Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of goes back to always pushing the boundaries. I mean, I, and, and getting out of your comfort zone, always, always wanting to make a further impact. And so I'm looking for different ways that I can not only serve myself and my business, but serve other people, you know? And, and so for instance, the coaching and the, uh, the conference and the podcast, and those are all avenues where not only can I gain benefit myself, uh, but it also serves other people. You know, my, my podcast is something I don't really make money on. Uh, and I, my guess is you're not making money on. And yet in a roundabout way, we probably are, but we're serving other people, right? We're, we're creating a positive impact. We're creating a difference upon other people. And that's, that's one of the biggest goals. And same thing with the conference. I didn't go into the conference to make money and, and, in, we made money on the conference, but none of it went to me. It all went to charity. And the purpose wasn't to get rich off the conference. The purpose is to serve other people and, and to make a big impact on, on other people. And so uh, I just, I, I think the larger impact you can make on others, the, the more you're going to actually see results, quite frankly. And so it ends up being serving you in the end when you serve others. Um, and the more I've been able to focus on that of, look, I, I want to make sure the people around me are being blessed. The people around me are getting results. And when I do that, I see the results on my end as well. I mean, it's just even my, you mentioned the syndications, like even my syndications, like, you know, the, there's two big goals of these syndications. The, the one, one goal is I want to create a community that my residents and my employees that are working at the property can feel proud of, right? I want a community where people can bring their friends and family and be proud of showing the place they live. Mm -hmm. Be happy about it positive impact on the community as a whole. The city is happy about it. The city's happy about the changes that have been made to the property and stuff like that. So there, there's positive impact there. Well, what does that do? That snowballs into positive impact in the income of the property because people now want to pay to live there, right? So we're getting good benefits. We're doing other things too. We're, we're making the property more efficient. You know, we're, we're lowering utility billing. We're doing stuff like that that, that help the environment. So that's, that's even another thing. But then we're also serving our investors and we're creating good positive returns to our investors. And what does that all do for me? In the end, it flows down and it creates a positive impact, you know, for me and for my family too. So, but it's all focused on serving others at first. And, you know, it really comes down to overall just an abundance mindset, right? When, when, when you serve someone else, you know, it's like a compounding effect, right? It all kind of comes back around. Not only do you receive a greater value in terms of, you know, obviously the operation of your asset or what have you, 
but you know, there's so many different positive impacts. So I, it's a great reminder for all of us. It's like, you know, you're not being selfish by, you know, adding value to a deal or to someone else by thinking, well, you know, this is going to come back to me. Obviously, you want to try to get out of the ex expectation of something to come back to you in return. But I do think it's a it's a great sort of distinction in that, you know what, if you give you share information, like on the podcast, like people ask me all the time, why are you sharing this information? You know, you're going to, you know, you're going to create your competition. Well, you know, really, I think if, if I can kind of help other people, and it's like the same for you. I mean, I'm sure you feel this way. If you're helping other people get to that next level, then ultimately, they're going to want to bring you along as well. And, uh, you know, not just that, but it's it's also the right thing to do. So, um, and I think that's just how you're wired as well. That's one thing that yeah. we haven't really kind of talked about is you just do the right thing. And, and it just feels better to live that kind of life anyway. So, yeah. uh, so I appreciate that. We can all hold our information tight to our chest and think we've got some sort of secret ingredient. But I got news for you. You're not that special. No. <laughs> right, right. Like, so you might as well, you might as well let other people know what you know and help them get there. Cause look, somebody probably helped you get to where you're at. And sometimes we forget that. Like we forget where we started sometimes and, yep. and I can, I can do that too myself, but you, you just try not to and you try to make sure you can help other people along the way. Of course you can't do it all for free. I mean, so, so mm -hmm. like I charge for my coaching, I charge for, you know, certain things that I do, but um, you know, they're still, still trying to serve a purpose, still trying to give back, still trying to teach other people um, what I know. Well, and just because you charge for service doesn't mean that it's like a bad thing. You know, people, yeah. you have to invest in yourself. You know, you yeah. and I both invest in coaching. I coach people as well. And if you, I've learned that when you invest in yourself as well as invest your own effort and time and attention in the process, that's when you really find the real results because Absolutely. you're just consuming free information and that kind of stuff you don't treat it as important. So I do think that that's an important distinction for people to remember too. It's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta invest, you know, your, your resources, yeah. your time, your energy. So, yeah. so with that said, what, what are you, um, you know, obviously you're doing many different things and, and many things that are serving a higher purpose of really, you know, creating that positive impact, as you've mentioned a few times, uh, what are you, what are you getting better at saying no to um, in that process? And, and how are you doing so? I mean, is that, is that a courageous type of a process for you or, or is it, is it an easy process for you? Oh man. Uh, no, it's not an easy process. Cause I'm, I like to like, I hate turning other people down or opportunities yeah. down or whatever, but right. I mean, I, I think it's always a constant struggle. So I don't want to say I've been getting good at it. Right. But I've been trying to make sure what I'm doing is serving a purpose, right? It's ser and it's serving my purpose, like the purpose that I, and, and the goals that I've set forth. So, you know, when, when somebody brings me an opportunity that might not really jive with what I'm looking for, instead of having that, you know, kind of, kind of that shiny object syndrome, it might be a great deal. It might be yeah. not a fantastic opportunity, but if it doesn't really match with what my goals are, I try to say no. Um, and then same thing with, you know, I get a lot of people that ask me to whatever, uh, go, go have coffee with them or do all kinds of stuff like that. And not that I say no all the time, but I want to make sure it's going to, there's going to be a purpose behind it. It's mm -hmm. not only am I going to be able to truly add value to them, but they can, you know, potentially add value to me. And so is there any purpose behind it other than just to me to have coffee? Right. Like, you know, so I try to 
differentiate the things that are going to be distraction versus the things that are going to be actually positive impact on my business and then say no to everything else. Um, and that's hard. I mean, I, I uh, so I don't want to say I've, I've mastered it because I, I certainly haven't. Yeah. It's like a, it's gotta be a continual course correction, right? I mean, I, yeah. I know that's been my, my experience myself is like, you know, there's, there's days, there's weeks where I'm great at saying thing, no to things that don't serve my purpose or don't serve, you know, my goals or, you know, it's not going to allow me to create a positive impact to them. But then, you know, call it, you know, two days later, I'm like, sure, I'll do it, whatever. And then the next thing I know, I've wasted my whole day and I'm not creating that positive impact. So I think it's also a great reminder that people, it's like, don't beat yourself up if you just, you know, you, you didn't stick to your principles today. It's like, all right, well, let's just go back and, and, and course correct now. So um, I thought that was a, that was a really good distinction there. Um, what, tell me about habits, man. I know like to be able to do what you do, you've got to be habitual. So um, what's, what are, you know, what's one or two really important habits that set you up for success? Yeah. A couple things that I think help me, like I'm, I'm like a little, like, I'm like a little squirrel, you know, I'm like running all over, digging in the ground, planting and then I'm running all over. Then I can't remember where it is. So I'm like all over the place. Uh, you know, I've got that hyperactive, whatever, probably ADHD. I never got diagnosed with it. But um, for me, it's, it, I have to write things down. Like I have, so every single Sunday I go through and I write my top five, what am I going to get done this week? And then I base my week on that top five and really try to focus on getting it done. And I still struggle with it, even with it written down. But I think writing it down and really organizing it well yeah. has really helped me. You know, be, before I would just write my list and I'd have like 40 things to do. And then I'd like check things off, but I wouldn't get barely anything done. Now I actually have it scheduled. Like 9.15, I'm going to start doing this. And I'm going to do that until 10.30. At 10.30, I'm going to start this. And then, you know, so I have it really time blocked down. Uh, so that's really, really been a good, valuable habit that's helped me. Um, and I guess the other routine that, that just helps me get into the mode and get into kind of where I want to be is getting up, doing exercise uh, every morning, and then, uh, and then reading uh, as well. So those are that's been really valuable for me to, to be able to do that. And again, sometimes I, I get out of that habit, but I try to make that a consistent, uh, sure. consistent part of my day. So I just want to recap, um, you know, really you're talking about, you know, on a weekly basis, you know, for Todd, it's every Sunday, he kind of gets down and sort of writes out, well, what's the top five, you know, what are the top five things I need to accomplish this week to move closer to my goals and, you know, towards my vision for who I am and who I want to be and what I want my business to be. And I really like that, even if it's like not 100%, you know, you know, uh, connection on every single thing that's always written down each week, just that process and that habit and building that it kind of realigns you with what's your purpose and what are you looking yeah. to accomplish? What are you really, what's truly important and then scheduling it. I thought that was yeah. super uh, important too. Cause if, if it doesn't get scheduled, at least for me, I know for the most part, it doesn't happen. It's um, hard, hard to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, kind of breaking that down into a daily basis of, of, you know, treating your, your body, your health with uh, priority, as well as your learning, um, reading, you know, definitely want to talk more about books here soon. Cause I know that you share my passion with reading extremely, extremely strongly. Uh, so definitely want to talk about that, you know, uh, later here on the show, but with that sort of thought process, um, what's a, what's the most worthwhile investment that you've made in yourself over the past call it year? 
So I, I think, um, well, I'll, I'll go beyond a, a year. I mean, I hired a, a business coach, my business mindset coach, and that was probably one of the best decisions I've made. It's really allowed me to um, kind of, especially as you get derailed. I mean, anybody who's a business owner or an entrepreneur, um, maybe I'm just unique, but I get derailed at times where I might be uh, excited about, you know, whatever multifamily or, you know, getting a deal. And all of a sudden, like, you know, you get 10 strikeouts in a row and you're like, geez, you know, maybe I need to rethink this whole process, that, yeah. that type of thing. And, and so just having that coach um, to kind of not only hold your feet to the fire, but to be able to bounce ideas off of, to be able to slap you around a little bit if you need it. Um, mm -hmm. Just that, just that whole thing is, has just been value, very, very valuable. So that, that would be probably the biggest investment that I've made. That's really changed uh, a lot of the courses and, and thought processes along the way. Yeah. Somebody's just holding you accountable, but then I think you, you wisely uh, eloquently said you can slap you around at times. I mean, sometimes you get so in your head about man, you know, and, and it's stressful. I mean, you run your own business. I mean, granted, look, you know, sometimes our own psychology is our greatest enemy. So if you can all, sort like of, all the time, yeah, that's true. It's a better, <laughs> better statement. All the time you are, you are your biggest enemy, yeah. but if you can understand and sort of sort short circuit that process, I mean, it can make all the difference. So, uh, so I really appreciate that, uh, you sharing that. And, um, I'd love to know, you know, beyond, you know, investments in yourself and kind of personal development, you know, talk to me about some, uh, you know, a failure, maybe a, maybe a pretty substantial failure that you've experienced that has set you up for later success. Yeah. So, um, probably my biggest failure has been lack of contracts, quite frankly. And, and so assuming everybody's going to be the way I am. You know, so we could just do a handshake type contract. Mm -hmm. um, so just assuming everybody's trusting and everybody's out for the greater good has been a big downfall. So, so now, and quite frankly, I mean, it's just, even if everybody was out for the greater good and everybody, we all have different ideas and we all have, you know, different expectations. And so just, just contracts are extremely important if you're going to enter into business with anybody. So one of, one of the instances was uh, I sold a, a, this was back in my flipping days. I sold a house prior to actually doing the work and retained the contract as the contractor and my contractor forms and, you know, the, the contract was just fairly loose. We did have it in writing, but it wasn't, it wasn't written by an attorney. It wasn't anything special and ended up just, doing business with the wrong, per wrong people, uh, ended up losing about $70,000 on the deal in the end. So, um, and I, and there's been other instances, same thing. I mean, contracts just have lost me hundreds of thousands of dollars or lack thereof contracts. So, so obviously it sounds like your big takeaway is invest in legal professionals, invest yeah. in binding contracts. So, you know, cause that, that's one of the, I had a learning experience myself, whereas like, you know, you think like, like you, I, I feel like I'm a trustworthy person and you know, my word is as good as my bond and that kind of thing. But not everybody's like that. Even the people who you may believe are exactly like that, you know, yeah. it cannot just be a handshake type of business. Cause it's not, I mean, people, yeah. people, um, you know, they, they don't always honor their word and their commitment. So 
it's a great takeaway. And hopefully that's something that will save someone else hundreds of thousands of dollars. So you just gave that to Elevate Nation. So now it's going to come back to you in return. So well, I look, that. I mean, a lot of people go, oh, attorneys are expensive, right? I mean, right. And they are. They're not, they're not free. So you get right. a contract written up and like, I just look at the simple LLC. Look, I can make my own LLC, a little partnership LLC. Right. You know, it would cost us like, I can write that up on whatever, some of these lawyer sites and oh, that's God. like $15, you know, and then we can file the LLC. And so it's, we're all in under 200 bucks or I have to pay an attorney and the attorney is going to be, you know, at the cheap end, probably 700 bucks and at the high end, I mean, a lot more than that. Right. You know, and so we're like, oh, let's just take the cheap end, right? Because we like each other. Like, this is yeah, easy. Yeah. Let's just write some expectations down and we're going to take the cheap end and do it. Well, guess what? It's probably not the right answer. Yeah. You just have to plan for the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. Expect the worst case scenario and, you know, put your pieces in place to, to deal with that, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, of course, we all feel good about it. Who wouldn't go into a deal with... Someone else that they currently like, you know? Exactly, exactly. You're not ever going into business and doing business expecting bad things to happen. Right. But if we don't prepare for it, and that's that's honestly beyond contracts. That's just so true. Like if you don't prepare for it, if you're buying a property and you're not preparing for certain failures to happen, well, then when those do happen, you're going to get caught with your pants down. And yeah, you'll <laughs> be rudely awakened. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, one thing that I think you and I would share at least a a thought process on would be the fact that success leaves clues. And, you know, I know that you and I admire a lot of the same people and, you know, concepts and businesses, but I'd be curious to know, like, who are some of your role models that are, you know, people that are important to, uh, to who you build after? Um, yeah, I mean, probably for the most part, it's been, uh, it's been authors. Um, a lot of the authors that I've read, I look up to like a Ken McElroy. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like a lot of stuff that he has to say and David Lindell has to say. And, um, you know, and definitely, uh, the, the mentor that I have right now, um, has helped shape a lot. Um, and, and, you know, my, my parents, I mean, they're, they're not business people at all. Um, they're, they're very probably opposite of entrepreneurial. Um, but at the same time, they've honestly, I mean, shaped me more than anybody else has. I think my humility and, and just my appreciation of other people and, and desire to, you know, try to, uh, make a difference in this world is, is probably came from my parents more than anybody. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I can share that with you as far as my parents as well. My parents are not entrepreneurial to any degree, um, but I don't respect them any less because of that. You know, like yeah. they gave me principles for who I am and, and it's great to be able to, to kind of garner wisdom from different types of mentors in your life, whether they're folks like Ken McElroy or, or David Lindahl. And, you know, I, I've read books by both of those guys and, and I know that they're extremely wise when it comes to real estate and so many different uh, you know, angles there. But, you know, I think it's important to remember, you know, you've, if you've got parents who have treated you how to treat other people and to create a positive impact, as we talked about earlier, you know, you've got to honor that. So I think that's a, that's a great, great thought. I want to, I want to switch gears slightly. Um, and I want to think about kind of 
looking forward, you know, what's a what's a goal that you're inspired and uncomfortably working towards right now? Um, can I give you two of them? Break a roll, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So one one of the kind of goals, I think my earbuds are falling out here. One of the goals uh, for me is to, you know, really create that impact that I've been talking about. So this is what the, uh, the trying to start kind of some, some master, what I call mastermind groups. So I really want to grow and expand that where I'm getting to just basically groups of people together and, and trying to show them and teach them how to take, um, basically no money, uh, which is, which is where I started to creating a, an eight figure net plus net worth. And I just want to show people how to do that through my experiences, through experiences of others, through what I've, what I've learned. And, uh, so I'm passionate about that. And then the other thing is, is just my multifamily business. I want to continue to create and grow that. And, uh, my goal is to, uh, to get, you know, I, I don't know. I go back and forth, whether I call it units or whether I call it, uh, you know, the, the dollar of real estate that I own, but I, I want to own at least 10,000 units and really create a, a big impact uh, by having those units and be able to do positive things with them. That's awesome. I was um, actually was having this conversation with somebody else recently, actually on the show. And I was talking about a book that I read recently called Atomic Habits. And you may have heard mm -hmm. of that. And many listeners probably heard of it. But um, one thing that really stuck out to me was that it's not always necessarily about, you know, goals, but it can be about systems. And, and ultimately, it is about your identity. And you believe yourself to be someone who is a 10,000 unit, you know, multifamily owner. Uh, or do you see yourself as someone who can't make it happen, you know, and it's like, what's the deep seated vision that you have for yourself and working towards that on a daily basis, I think is so important. So, um, I love that, man. And I'm inspired by the 10,000 units. I think you can definitely make that happen uh, as well as, uh, add a tremendous amount of value and mastermind groups, uh, for sure. So, uh, definitely, uh, we'll, we'll share, you know, some contact information to, uh, to Todd at the end of the show and, uh, we'll be able to kind of plug you into, to what he's doing there. But, uh, you know, speaking of goals still, what's a, what's a goal that you are proud of accomplishing over the past year or so? Um, probably, probably the, the biggest one is just the, the conference that I put on. I was, it, you know, that was a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of effort. Um, and I, I thought it went pretty well for the first conference and just happy to be able to add a lot of value. I got a lot of good feedback from it. So proud, proud of being able to do that and then actually get up on stage again. And, you know, I was a teacher, but I hadn't really done a lot of public speaking after teaching. And, um, it's just been a lot of fun. I've shoot over the last like month and a half month, month and a half. I've probably been on like seven or eight different stages and just been having a lot of fun doing it. So that that's been, uh, that's definitely been enjoyable and, uh, something I'm proud of. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know um, I had a great time being at your conference as well. And I was grateful to have the opportunity to to speak as well. Um, but I definitely want to just make a plug for you. I mean, North Star Real Estate Conference, he's doing, you know, version number two in April uh, in Minneapolis. So take yeah. a look at that. We'll share some context uh, for that. But um, really, you know, it, it was about creating a positive impact. I mean, I go back, I've gone back to that several times here. And that's what, you know, what you're doing and you're sharing your wisdom with people all across the country. I know you've been speaking at 
other events, you know, I, I, I've seen you across uh, different places. So I think it's important, you know, it's a reminder. It's like, you don't have to just keep it all in, you know, you can give, you can give and you can also get more. Um, but it's not with that expectation. Um, so Todd, what's, what's the driving force behind what you do? Um, you know, my, my family and, uh, and God. Well, honestly, I, love it. I mean, yeah, yeah, that, that's it. Those, that's, that's my life. I mean, and I want to serve both my family and God. That's great, man. You know, one thing that kind of sticks out to me on, on that thought is that, you know, when you become more, you can more appropriately serve your family, your higher power, you know, your, your, your spirituality, whatever it may be, whatever your driving perp, you know, your driving force is when you become more, when you push those boundaries, when you seek the discomfort, that's really when you serve at the greatest capacity. And, um, I really want to honor that, uh, honor you with that because that's really who you are. Um, so I want to do a quick transition into our rapid fire section. We call it the rear air questionnaire. Um, the reason why we call it that is because as you're climbing Mount Everest, theoretically, you know, the, the air gets rare, you know, you can't breathe, your feet are numb, you're tired. Most people gave up, but we're going to continue to push through that discomfort as we've been talking about. And so we've talked about authors, we've talked about some of the people that you look up to from a, from a writing perspective, and obviously you're a big reader. So I'd love to know, you know, give me, I, normally people break this rule. So what I'm just going to do is I'm going to say, what are a few of the most impactful books that you've ever read? If you feel like ranking them, you can do so, but I'm curious to know that. <laughs> so, okay. As long as you give me permission to give a few, I'm going to give just, I'm, I'm not going to give you the laundry list, but All right, perfect. um, Building a story brand, I recently read. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. And then the other one in business is How to Win Friends and Influence People, I yes. think is an amazing book. And then as far as real estate goes, I would go with Multifamily Millions by David Lindell. Love it, man. I, uh, I've read two of those and I have the story brand book, so I will definitely fantastic. have to move that up the stack. Um, excited about that. So yeah, I mean, Definitely how to win friends and influence people is, is huge. I mean, it's all about building long-term relationships. Of course, it's a classic Dale Carnegie. And then Multifamily Millions is another great one by David Lindahl, one of the kind of godfathers of our industry at this point. Um, so highly, highly recommend that one as well. We'll put links in the show notes to those books. Thanks for sharing that, Todd. Uh, would like to know, uh, what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? I know we've talked about a lot of different things here. In, in ways that you do that already. But I'm curious to know, beside what we've talked about, what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? Um, probably prayer and gratitude. Yeah, oh, every, every morning, uh, every evening, I pray and I give thanks uh, you know, for what I'm grateful for. Um, and uh, yeah, those, those are, that, that's probably it. Yeah. Um, I think gratitude is something just, I mean, it comes up so frequently in this, uh, this, this question here because the people that really get it realize that, you know what? Yeah, we got challenges, man. There's a lot of hard things out there, yeah. but there's also a lot of great things and the psychology that it creates that then creates your actions, which then creates your results through just a simple practice of being grateful for some, something very simple or something big. I mean, there's a lot of big things to also be thankful for as well. Yep. And, uh, and also prayer is another great reminder to, to take a step back and, and to give thanks and also to ask for, you know, to ask for assistance for other people or for yourself or whoever it may be. So 
that's great. Thank you for sharing that. How do you elevate other people around you? Um, you know, obviously just trying to be supportive, trying to be a, a leader through, through support. I mean, just, you know, trying to be able to get people, I think also help people outside, get outside of their, their limiting beliefs or that whatever's challenging them. Um, you know, as we talked about in the beginning, get out of their comfort zone. I, I try to, for instance, my kids, let's just, Talk about my kids. I mean, I, I try to make sure they're uncomfortable. I try to make sure we push their boundaries and get them, you know, we, we go do things that are going to get them a little nervous, a little scared. Um, mm -hmm. They're going to be staring from the top of a, a, a mountain and looking down and we're going to, we're going to ski down that thing. You know, um, are they ready for it? Uh, maybe not a hundred percent, but you know what, we're going to do it. And so just pushing the limit a little bit at a time and making sure we know, Hey, it's okay. That, that worked. That's awesome. And I, I think the big takeaway there is like helping people also look behind the curtain of the fact that fear is really a calling card rather than something that that's telling you to go the other direction. It's like, just go past that fear. And it's yeah. amazing what's on the other side. It's like the greatest experience of, of your life, of your business, of anything is about going through that fear and getting to the other side. So I love that. And I've loved this conversation, Todd. I really appreciate you taking time to, uh, to be on Elevate. And I know Elevate Nation is grateful for it as well. Uh, how can the listeners stay connected with you? Yeah, so they can go onto my website if they'd like. It's VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com. Uh, I've got a kind of a special report on there on syndication, multifamily, why it's a why it's a great thing. It, it be, it's good for both people that will want to like look at doing it as far as doing it themselves or people that want to potentially invest uh, in multifamily. Uh, and then if they want to learn more about coaching, uh, they can go to my coaching website, which is coachwithdexdex.com. Uh, there we can, they can fill out uh, to apply and to, or just to have a conversation with me, quite frankly. Um, so those are two great places to connect with me. Of course, they connect connect on LinkedIn as well. It's another good place. Yeah, look up Todd, certainly on LinkedIn. Um, and then also don't forget, uh, Pillars of Wealth Creation is another great podcast. So check oh, out yeah. Todd's I'm show. Yeah, you know, he's just a humble guy. He doesn't, you know, it's like just one or two things here. He's He definitely undersells himself at times. So he's, a, he's, yeah. a, he's an awesome guy. But I, I think have a problem I, with that. It's, it's, hard, it's hard for me just to... Uh, to promote myself, you know, but I get it, hey. <laughs> but you know, I, I meant that in the, in the best way, because, um, I think it's a, it's a great quality in a, in the age of, you know, people who are always pointing to me, me, me. Um, but I meant that in the great way. And, and also I, I meant that to also kind of help people understand that this is somebody who's humble. He's doing things for the right reasons. And, um, you know, he's somebody who can definitely help you along your path. And so again, I really want to thank you again, Todd, for, for being on the show. And I want to also remind Elevate Nation that you've got to listen to the show again, because there's going to be nuggets that you missed. You know, you got to go back, you got to take notes. Repetition is key, but mostly it's about taking action. It's about taking massive action and sharing this with a friend. You know, what did you learn from today's show? What's the top two, three things that you learned from today's show? And share that with someone else, because not only is that going to create the positive impact that we talked about today, 
but it's also going to create a positive impact within yourself because you're going to understand it more. You're going to be able to anchor in that wisdom yourself. So uh, I highly recommend that you do that. And again, uh, Todd, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Elevate Nation. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit tylerchesser.com.